Like Call It What You Want, which we know is your favorite podcast about the beautiful game, Viore is committed to delivering a great experience for everyone, which is highlighted by their new perspective on performance apparel. Everything is designed to work out in, but doesn't look or feel like it. In fact, I'm rocking their Stratotech polo right now, along with their Sunday performance jogger pants, so I can be business on top when I'm on camera, but super comfortable on the bottom. And it's just the best. Fiori gear is incredibly versatile, and it can be used for just about any activity. Running, training, swimming, lounging around, hosting podcasts, doing errands, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. And for our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash call it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash call it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Everybody, welcome to Sophia Smith's favorite podcast at Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Cream Trees, Trash Can, Conrad Dean Conrad, also known as Jim, alongside the Heartbreak Kid, Hollywood Heath Pierce, and not Charlie Davies. All right, let's give it up for Chuck for not showing up once again. What an absolute beast. We miss you, Chuck. Maybe show up one day and just say hi, even first for a few minutes. And we have a hell of a show for you today. We're obviously going to talk about everything and everything under the sun. For the U.S. men's national team, primarily Heath, the hamstrings of Tyler Adams, because there's some news coming out that it might be a little while before he gets back up to snuff, and that that sucks because I think he's trying to make a transfer. And uh, yeah, we'll get into that. Obviously, Messi coming and scoring big ass goals right from the get go. Congratulations mm-hmm. to him. That's awesome. We'll talk a little U.S. women's national team and everything else in between, as I said. But Heath, let's talk about. Our super talented women, they beat Vietnam 3-0 in the first game. Probably should have been eight, given all the opportunities they created. Uh, Alyssa Nair in goal, I think. I actually think I sweat more than she did watching the game than she did playing in it. But but a good performance. Three points is three points is three points. They got the Netherlands next. How are the vibes for the U.S. women's national team back in the States? Because I'm in Sydney right now. Yeah, I think the vibes are good. I think everybody's really excited about uh, what they're capable of. I was actually, I actually like that Vietnam game because they create a lot of chances, but the way in which they created chances, right? The dynamic movement, the runs—you can see just this team is ridiculously intelligent in the way that they they run, the efficiency of runs, the the the, the team. Yeah, the first goal the was sick, by the way. Yeah, like just the, the build like and play, the layoff, yeah, exactly. the every yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. that went in went at a speed where. Each step of it had to be perfect, and it was, right? And I think that's a good sign of where they're at. It also integrated some of their young players into this whole process. They also faced some different challenges in terms of a team that wasn't going to give them anything. They had to actually go and earn the goals that they did. Yes, there was a few other ones that could have been easier goals than the ones that they actually scored. But the fact that it didn't come from like a misclearance and a balls on the foot, like those kinds of things where it came from good build-up play. It came from a good cross. It came, you know what I mean? Like these types of things that, make you feel like you earned goals? Because you and I have played in games, Jimmy, and uh, with the national team where you're playing against, a, call it a, a weaker or a lesser opponent, and you get like the first one off of like, oh, misclearance right on the foot, up 1-0, right. and then goalkeeper changes error. the dynamic, right? Sure. Where while there was some of those mistakes throughout the game, the goals that they scored came from execution, which I think is a really important factor in building confidence in a tournament when you feel like you've gone and earned it, as opposed to we're the U.S., you're Vietnam, of course we're going to beat you type of thing. It came from going out and and taking goals, which I think is a yeah, it's just a, it's a good thing to build on. No, I love the front three too. You have Sophia Smith, two goals and one assist in this game. Alex Morgan came out after 60 minutes. She didn't seem too happy about it. 
But she had that hell of assist on Sophia Smith's first goal. Six. Getting her more involved, I think, will be important moving up forward, especially against the Netherlands. And then Trinity Rodman on the other side. I love that front three a lot. I wonder what happens with Rose Lavelle when she came in in the second half. The midfield just looked to work a little bit better. I think she does more, not only with the ball, but how she supports the play. She drives the game forward. I think there's a little yeah. bit more urgency. I'm a fan of Savannah DeMello, but giving her her... <laughs> <laughs> first World Cup start and her second cap is crazy. So, you know, it's it's uh, that experience will matter, especially hey, against the, the better teams because the I Netherlands gotta... are pretty sick, by the way. And we obviously beat them in the, the World Cup final in 2019. So that's yeah, going to be me... a stiffer test for us. Vietnam, first time. It's hard to always evaluate when you're taking on these debutantes. Yeah, by the way, I know we, we, we the game's been played for a while now and, and they're, they're, they're gearing up for their Netherlands game. But I do like the fact that there are some fresh legs in terms of caps and experience because the women's national team, the way it's been, has been kind of a, I don't want to call it like a closed door, but it's had its core, right? And to see players come in this late that haven't really been part of it for the last decade or even two, three years, I, I actually like that. No, it's going to be a great game. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to happen 6 p.m., uh, Pacific time, excuse me, 9 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night on Fox. So that should be a, a very good one. You can catch it on the foxsports.com app or, excuse me, foxsports.com, Fox Sports app. It's all happening over at Fox Sports. So make sure you go in there and support our women. I'm wearing the jersey right now. Absolutely buzzing for them to do the job. And, oh, thanks for sending me one, uh, Jimmy. Appreciate you sending me one. Uh, sorry, it must be in the mail then. Heath, I apologize for that. But it's a big one. I think the Netherlands are going to be up for it in a lot of different ways. Uh, they beat Portugal, so they're on three points as well. So this could ultimately decide who gets first or second in the group. I think Portugal are going to be a stiff test too. But we'll talk about them when we get to them. Once again, the game is on Fox. Uh, go to foxsports.com to learn more or go to the Fox Sports app. All right, let's talk about Messi. Heath mm. Pierce. Do it. Because the guy just showed up. And so did all the celebrities, celebrities, celebrity, celebrity, all the biggest names. And the guy delivers. I, I is unbelievable. And it's resonating because I'm, as I mentioned, I'm in Sydney and, and people are talking about it down here and the impact of Messi. What's interesting is, and I think this is what we're looking at because we've been around. You, you played with Thierry Henry, so you understand this uh, quite intimately. I didn't, I didn't have a global superstar during my time come over and I didn't get to see a taste of that. I did get to be David Beckham's teammate at an MLS All-Star game for a while for three or four days. That was very, very interesting and learned a lot about everything he has to do at that stature of celebrity. But that was really it. And and Messi, the type of energy he has to come in with, not only, I mean, I know he's used to it, right? He's used to everybody loving him and the adoration and everybody wanting a piece of his time. But then for him to go and show up and deliver in that first game is pretty remarkable, all things considered, even though he is the GOAT, right? And yeah. and and the impact of that, I think, is going to be super important. And I love the fact that he seems to be integrating himself into the team quite quickly. I think that's super important because we've seen and heard about different big-time players come over and just feel like they didn't want to like take that step into being involved with the team. Sure, they'd be around and they'd be friendly, I'm not going to say they're not going to be friendly. And they, they put the shift in when it, when it came, you know, game time. But to take that next step and actually get to know everybody and, and to learn what's happening and the player that got injured in the game and, and Messi dedicating the game to the win to him and little things like that, I think are really starting to open my eyes as to why Messi's also special off the field. Yeah, I, I think you said it really well. Uh, again, for me, I was waiting for any one of these things to happen where it's like, goalkeeper air or something where Messi gets his kicks off of like off of like what people would then deem the weakness of major league soccer but the fact that he stepped in and stoppage time and scored a goal like that that scores on any goalkeeper anywhere in the world at any point in his career against the best goalkeepers ever to win a game just shows you that like the magic of that moment the magic that he has the the the, the what he's brought and like you said when he scored I saw him hugging everybody right when the game ended and I was kind of watching like let's see how he hugs people like is he hugging them like whatever, but he was like yeah, exactly, exactly. eye contact, dabbing them up, and you could feel. And quite frankly, you need moments like that that bring everybody together that make him feel normal because he wants to feel normal. He wants to not be, you know, sometimes some of that division or that wall is just that natural gap between 
a rookie and a guy who's the best ever. You know, it's like a weird thing to be like, I'm, I don't have anything in common with this guy. Like, what are we ever going to talk about? But when you have a shared moment, that brings everybody closer together on any team, right? Not just the superstar, right, but right, it's what right. it's it's what can really make people feel like they're part of something. Make you know, it's not just people getting used to him; it's him getting used to people and settling in. Because, right. like you know, deep down, like he puts his pants on one leg at a time and he does regular things with his family. And it, like you know what I mean? He's just a right, superhuman right. that also is a normal person deep down. So I think those kinds of moments are massive. Well, one of our producers at CBS, Debo, actually got a ticket. For the second half, he was outside trying to get in and got a ticket for the second half of this game between Inter Miami and Cruz for under a hundred bucks. For under eighty nine dollars, one of the so hardest he, games to get a ticket to. Well done, and uh, fair play to him for for like waiting that that scalper out. Got in at eighty nine dollars, and he ended up getting this video. Check out his seat for this goal with Messi. We're gonna toss to it right now. That is, that is eighty nine dollars well spent, Heath oh Pierce. God. Yeah, I mean that's that's a proper. I well, mean, now I've got the video for free, Jimmy. I've got the video for free. <laughs> it's not about true. the video. It's about the, the real time experience. But one of the things on this, by the way, is what made him. You think when he scored that, what made him run right? Right, you got the bench, you got everything on the other side. What made him go that direction after he scored to that corner? I I, I was I just literally know. immediately wondering it because he strikes it with the left, and maybe it's coming across his body. But he takes off to the right, and I'm just wondering if that's like his history of old other stadiums, or if I he feel, generally done that because I've seen him make that run before. But why did I, he go well, right? Anytime I see now, when I'm like replaying his goals that I've seen at the camp, new when he played for Barcelona, it always felt like he ran right. Yeah, but maybe maybe there's something about crossing the goal, right? Like you, it's it's like yeah. a subtle f you to the the goalkeeper. Yeah, <laughs> I just hey hey. By the way, I just dunked on you, and you're gonna watch yeah. me run away from you. Better than what I would have ever done with a goal scoring celebration, because I just kind of stand there going like, dude, my I I think I'm gonna pass out because I'm so excited because <laughs> I never do this. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. So so. Fair play to Debo. That was incredible footage. And as Heath correctly stated, we now have it as well. That's the power of the internet. So how about the, imp the impact of this? And, and there was some criticism that, that and I love this, when you go online, that they show Messi's goal. And, and some of the comments are, well, MLS goalkeepers suck. And everybody's yeah. like, what are you yeah. talking about? This is not even MLS goalkeepers. It's it's uh, Liga MA Keys goalkeepers that suck is what you want to say. But they're playing in the League's Cup right now. And for those people that don't know, this is the first iteration of this tournament and second MLS first full iteration, I guess. Okay, right? yeah, that's true. They did play they played the semifinals or yeah, top four last teams year, last year. Yeah. Which was rocking, by the way. Sold out at I think it was SoFi. SoFi, it? Yeah, yeah, SoFi Stadium. This year, though, they've opened it up. There's 49 teams, and there's a lot of teams, and there's 15 groups of three. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think does that math do maybe 47 teams that math feels a little yeah. bit better. Well, the two the two winners uh will go directly into the knockout yeah. round. So they're not playing in the group stages. Right. So you have LAFC who won the MLS supporters shield. Uh they they're going to go in right away. So they don't have to play the group stages. And and was it Pachuca? Yeah. is is the other one. So they kind of got an automatic bid into the knockout rounds. But there's 15 groups of 3. Top 2 teams qualify for the round of 32. And what's interesting about this is is if you tie, then it goes straight to penalties. And I feel like MLS did this a long time ago, even even before I played in MLS, which really speaks didn't to how it, long that ago didn't this exist. Was. The league didn't exist. Before you <laughs> come on, come on, man. God, you were the 146th pick in the first ever draft of Major League Soccer. Not Don, true. That would have been Don, awesome. My, Don Garber had really had spiked hair back then. You know, <laughs> he had a mohawk. <laughs> but but uh, so so. If you win this penalty shootout, you get two points. If you lose a penalty shootout, you just get the one for the draw, and you get zero for nothing. So, so that's how the games are going to be played out. We've actually seen some great goals. Um, Reynoso from Minnesota United scored an unbelievable free kick as well against Puebla. That goalkeeper uh, not looking so great either, but some good performances overall. Real Salt Lake could look great against the Sounders. I think we're going to run into something here, Heath, where some teams are going to take this more serious than others. But Messi takes on and Sergio Busquets, the new signing for Inter Miami, are going to Atlanta to play at mm. League's Cup. So that's happening tonight, I believe. And so that's going to be very, very cool to see yeah. how and if they start, which it looks like Tata Martino says that they will. 
and uh, how they want to play on turf and how excited they're going to be about that. So there's a lot to unpack with this particular matchup. And obviously uh, a, a budding rivalry here between these two clubs, especially with Joseph Martinez, arguably the best player in Atlanta United history, now playing for Inter-Miami. But let's just talk about the impact of this particular game and this moment with Messi and, and how much it helps the profile of MLS. It, it, and I don't know if it's credibility, Heath, or... But it does do something, and I think it's very positive. Can I just say, Jimmy, I can tell we haven't had a podcast in a while because you were very talkative today. You got a lot on your mind. You got a lot to say. We got a lot to catch up on, by the way. I was, Jimmy, Thank by the you. way, I was uh, I was in the uh, – and, and we'll get to these the, these match stats. But I did the um, Vancouver-Leon game where that went 19 rounds of penalties. It was pretty wild. I ran out of things to say as they were approaching. 19 rounds, Jimmy. Four misses. <laughs> and and Vancouver were were ahead three times in the penalty shootout. Just had to score the next one and missed. Like, imagine that. 19 rounds, I believe it was. It was, it was crazy. But the impact, I think it's massive. From what I read, they're nearing a million subscribers. I don't know if that's where, what territories that counts. I You know, obviously, it's a... a, a they're a talking global, about Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV, yeah. For MLS Season Pass, which is a subscription service to get, to get these games. Where... Um, it was, I believe, going up to the tournament, it was every country in the world you'd have League's Cup on Apple TV except for League MX. But I think even now you can see it in Mexico, which is a massive thing. But you think about Messi and everywhere he goes, it's going to be really crazy. You know, it's changed the dynamic of, of the way that you do uh, coverage. Jimmy's now opening up his curtains for the sunrise again, making us all jealous. One, that he's a early bird. And two, that there's a, a sunrise in his background and... He's feeling these Zen moments. Uh, if you're watching, or if you're just listening to this uh, and podcast, I'm just messing with the curtains, but the sunrise is going to be yeah. unbelievable. Listen, I'm talking because it's early, and yeah. I'm just maybe I'm feeling a little lonely. Yeah. Maybe I'm a little vulnerable <laughs> yeah. right now. Watch I haven't had, off my back. I haven't had anybody to talk to since I went to bed last <laughs> night. You know, uh, um, but I I think you know the impact of it is 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 massive. Now it had as perfect of a start as you could, right? Getting him that goal, the the big thing, the celebrity showing up to the game all that sort of stuff. And now, you know, you're talking about likely a, a one-hour pregame every time his team is playing. You're talking about changing the way in which you adapt. Like, the magnitude of it is that all kickoff times were similar, East, Central, and West, right? Mountain West. Now that's going to probably change, I would assume, to cater to, hey, I'm a fan of LA Galaxy or LAFC. I want to watch my team play, but I don't want to miss Messi. Or if I'm on the East Coast, I don't want to miss Messi wherever he is, you know? So I want to be able to have two. So... When you think about the monumental size, it's also disrupted the complete flow of a league in terms of uh, how to capitalize on this moment week in and week out. And obviously, he's well, only so, so you think it would be a six pack. Do you see him take a shirt off? That's the fittest I've seen him in a while in terms of like how chiseled uh, Messi was uh, compared to we've seen Messi throughout his career. He hasn't exactly. I'm not been really taking, I'm taking notes on, on Messi's yeah. body shape. But no, I, I am. He's the best you... player ever. Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean that little belly hangs out over the, over the, uh, <laughs> we, over have, we have a, you know, we have a, we have a resident, uh, body shape shamer. I don't know. I don't, I'm I don't not know. Not a body shamer, right but you're like a, a body, well, you know, admirer. Like you're, you're, we have a resident messy body admirer here yeah. in Heath Pierce. So I, right. I respect that. I, I think, uh, on, on the heels of that, I'd also say he looked like he was having fun. When we look back at certain times during his PSG era, I remember, and I think that a lot Most of people of could it. speak to it, he never really looked like he was engaged, right? There was always something. It, it uh, But now he's in Miami, and it just seems like he, I don't know. Maybe it's because he know. just won the World Cup. Maybe he won the World Cup, know. man. And it's I like, did, I did, I did everything I needed team, to do. It doesn't matter now. It's his team immediately, right? You step into PSG, and you've got uh, Neymar. You've got Mbappe. You're coming into something different. Barcelona was his team, right? And not to say that's what makes you happy or not, but there was, I think, a different, completely different dynamic for him there and the way things were played and what best suited him. And so now he steps into this, gets the goal, does all these things. Even though I don't think Messi feels any sort of pressure, there still had to be a little bit of like, you know, you are doing a transformational deal that has never been felt on this planet ever. Um, some relief in getting on the field, having fun, getting it going, not the anticipation anymore, no more of the buildup, no more talk about the contract. Get on and play, and then you deliver the goods. I mean, again, you can't help but but think that he's, no matter how much he's accomplished, that's still got to be up there somewhere of, of just at least a, a, a joy. No, hundred percent. And and to bring it back to your earlier point, I do think that Messi's become destination viewing 
which is something that I think MLS and I'm sure Apple TV are craving or didn't know they were craving until now they have it. So this is going to be pretty massive for the league. Subscribers, interest, asking a lot of questions. I know that uh, Inter Miami put out a tweet about how they <laughs> gave up $150,000 in TAM or GAM or whatever mechanism MLS calls it uh, to get an international slot from the San Jose Earthquakes. <laughs> and the comments underneath that, people are like, what the hell is going on? What is all this crap? And so... There's other comments saying, well, welcome to the league. This is how oh. MLS works. And so oh. I, I wonder if the mechanisms behind the scenes are going to start to get loosened or slackened or or just disappearing and com completely. I, I don't know. The impact I, of this, I think, is going to have change. A, it's yeah, a lot change. of ripple effects from this for sure. Yeah. So speaking of that, they're trying to obviously sign one more player. They got Sergio Busquets. Him and Messi have played together 568 times at Barcelona. That's ridiculous, and they're going to really need to lean on that experience. I think to, we're not giving to, them games to settle in together. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly right. Well, no, get, no more of this. They need. Time. They're going to need it, man. Inter Miami. <laughs> Inter Miami needs to 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 win. Um, not just League's Cup, but obviously, in in the league as well. And they have the Open Cup semifinal coming up too. Jordi Alba's in, but there's still now I think one more international slot. I don't even know. I think they're making up rules as they go, but that's part of MLS's charm. And they Let should. We, we talked about it before that yeah. the Inter Miami needs a competitive team for this to all kind of work in the right way, which feels more marketing first and and fairness second. But yeah. this is where we are. So the, the talk is potentially getting Luis Suarez from Gremio, where he's playing in Brazil, or Sergio Ramos, who just finished his time with PSG. I don't know who you'd like to get. I think Suarez is probably going to come anytime you can add more attacking prowess. But it but having a defender and having more defenders, I think, would help Inter Miami as well when you look at kind of how they're stacked up because they do give up some bad goals at times. Yeah. I don't know if you wanted to chime in on on that, but well, but you get, I mean, it's a party for Messi and friends, you, man. Messi and you, friends. Are you assuming, Jimmy, that they're going to play with 12 players on the field? Just keep <laughs> that much change to the game where it's like, you know, who knows? Uh, Inter Miami There's starts with two three point shots. Against, uh, yeah. <laughs> you score from outside the box, it's worth three. Yeah. yeah. Every time Messi scores, it counts as an extra one and two extra points in the in the, in the the table. Mess, Messi bucks. Um, <laughs> no, but I think I think they do need do need players. But the thing is, is what I don't want to get lost in translation is that people think that it's all about inner Miami wanting to change the rules for their benefit. I would say that most of the modern owners, right? Want that they want different rules for their teams to be competitive. Even if their teams aren't going to be the big spenders. I know we've talked about this before. I don't think Philly union will care if you opened up the salary caps or changed some of the roster rules or whatever, they've got their plan and they think they can be competitive. Right. And the right, more those right. rules change, the more that they can play with that plan a little bit or stick to their thing and satisfy their fans. They have to put out a competitive team for sure. But I think, uh, and I think I, I want to say it was Jorge Moss that had said it, that like the league and people around the league are really open to the idea of making wholesale changes to the benefit of the league to maximize, not just now, but set a new standard for the future, which is what, I think a lot of people want um, for a young league that's made a lot of strategic decisions and it's in its in its infancy to have that potentially happen could be could be transformative for pulling in a whole new fan base or you know whatever it is. I also think when you can say and throw a name around like Messi and obviously when you have that instant impact, it changes the discussion. Like Jorge Moss can go into the owners' meetings now or when they're discussing future rules and regulations or whenever they decide all that. And say, this has changed. That's the same thing that David Beckham did in 2007. He comes in and things just change. And the league has to change with them. And, and David's actually even been on record saying, I needed to kind of move things around. I move things around, paraphrasing. But I've had to push the envelope in some ways to get some of the rules to be changed so that it met more professional standards. You know, the thing, there are just too many things that weren't right for for us to have success as a club, but also for the league. And, and I, I remember feeling that when he was there, we would always be asking and hearing from the galaxy union rep, like, Hey, what's happening? What, what's going on over there? You know, you like, you just, Oh, you guys are getting that. Like, Oh, they're giving you meals yeah. at lunch after yeah. practice. Like you're getting lunch after practice, like little things that you, that we would take for granted. I think the younger players have no idea, but, but those little things make a difference and they, they level up the whole experience. So well, it set a standard, by the way, as well of like the haves and the have nots in a lot of ways when you were a player, you felt that, right? You felt like what it was like to go, even you and I were at, we achieve us very different experience. You felt what it was like to be across the hall from a club that wanted to one push 100%. the envelope, but then also use the resources to make the most or the best environment possible for their players. And that creates a desire that creates 
uh, an envy that creates a, a right. love hate right. uh, across the league. And you, you want to open up that door so that clubs have recruiting tools because of that, if that's the standard you want, or if you want yeah, that type right. of thing, they become a destination um, versus, you know, every single thing being a little bit more um, equitable. hundred percent. All right. We're going to take our first break of in soccer. We trust when we come back, we got some news about Tyler Adams and some, uh, some negative stuff that uh, really sucks that is involved in the game sometimes, but we'll get into it. Don't go anywhere. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Fiori gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger, and don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viori.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viori.com slash sports and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. All right, everybody. Welcome back to In Soccer We Trust. Just as a reminder, I want to let you know that Attacking Third started out in the CBS Sports Podcast family, and this week, they became a full-fledged show on the CBS Sports Golasso Network. If you want all the latest in women's soccer, including comprehensive coverage of the U.S. Women's National Team in the World Cup, tune into Attacking Third three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Golasso Network. And if you missed that, don't worry because the show is still being distributed to all of your favorite podcast platforms. And congratulations once again to all the amazing people that have brought this to life and now are going to be on the Golasso channel. It is super hey, cool. Did they try to a, tune in as much as possible. Did they do a What's rebrand? Because it's I love this logo. I love this font. I love all whatever all this is. I like the color on. scheme. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I love it. It's, and uh, yeah, we highly encourage you to do it. They are on top of it, especially with the Women's World Cup coverage. So get over there, stay up to date, and enjoy yourself. The attacking third. All right, Heath, I, I teased it a little bit because we got to get into it. There's a bunch of idiots out there. Um, and uh, we got to give some context times. here. Including us at times. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I guess we fall into that. Depending as well. on the context. But uh, let me give some context here to this. I want to make sure I, I, I get all this right. So... Atlas played against NYCFC in League's Cup. And during the game, there was a dispute over an offside decision. Mm -hmm. uh, NYCFC thought they had scored a late equalizer. And the goal, the goal, excuse me, was ruled out after VAR review. And it led to disputes on social media. Ultimately, Atlas referenced the Nazis and their chief propagandist, Joseph Goebbels, in a dispute over this offside decision. And... It took them, they, they, they've actually, what was interesting was that Atlas came out and apologized for it first. Mm -hmm. They said it is, oh no, no, this is, let me translate the tweet first. It said, it is regrettable how influencers and media analysts manipulate, creating ideas of supposed assistance. But remembering what Goebbels said, the Nazi minister of information, who is Hitler's right-hand man, said, and they apply it perfectly, lie, 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 and something will remain. The bigger the lie, the more people will believe it. That's what the tweet said. Okay. Now, the club later deleted the tweet, but it took them a while to get there. They actually issued the apology first and then deleted the tweet and said, Atlas are deeply sorry for any confusion that the use of a sensitive and unnecessary reference in a tweet this morning may have caused. Uh, we reject and are against any value that's, that said regime represented one of the darkest times of humanity is precisely what should be avoided in all aspects. You know, they reiterated their so solidarity and friendship and affection for the Jewish community and all those who have been victims of barbarity. And, and so they put out their their 
their apology. Mm-hmm. That's wild, though. Like, what? Where does that? That's insane. Like, okay, so you have a beef with a VAR call, and you're like, I'm going to use a reference to the Nazis. Like, how does what? How does that even? I don't even know how that enters into your brain. Like, oh, I've been sitting on this one, everybody. I got the perfect comeback, and it's about Nazis. I just don't. That's an offside call, dude. And they reference Nazis. I don't. uh, There's no. That's like, it's hard for me to even process where that would come from, other than hate. Right. And and somebody that's been trying to find a way to spew that hate. Now, now I'm going to leave that. I don't need your comment on that because I already know where you're going to say it's a bunch of bullshit. But and that person needs to get fired. But I want to tie into D.C. United as well, because there was a fight between Nigel Roberta and Taxi Fontas. And they got suspended after a training ground altercation. Mm-hmm. Now, Fontas uh, was accused of using a racial slur against Roberta. And Roberta assaulted him. Now, Fa- this is this one pisses me off too, Heath. Because there was an investigation about Fontas last year with an Inter-Miami player. And uh, I am in Bika. And he got accused, right? There was an investigation here. Mm-hmm. MLS launched an investigation and said it found the allegation to be credible, but they could not independently verify it. So Fontas denied the accusation, but not did not play in United's final two games of the season. And, and then it just kind of like offseason hit and it just was simmering under the surface. And now he has this. Listen, Taxi Fontas needs to get out of this league and out of DC United as soon as possible. One time when it was, I mean, he should have been gone after the first one. It was, it was, it was credible, but not, I mean, the player clearly reacted. Mabika clearly reacted in a way that guy said something Mm -hmm. and they let it slide. They gave him a chance. And now he's doing the same thing to a teammate. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here, Heath. And I am getting kind of talky here, but I'm pissed because this is, this guy needs to get out of the league. He's not a representative of MLS, and he should get out of D.C. as soon as possible and send him back wherever he's from to his uh, racist town. Or <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I agree. I mean, just like this is insane. No nonsense. It's one thing to sit, like individually verify because there is a lot of ramifications with that. I get that. I, okay, I understand. But, but now that there's something on, else, like we're going, we're 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 going down this route again, and you know, it, it leads me to think of like if it took another six months to realize what happened late last year, what's happened in the meantime, you know, and what type of behavior is being supported in the meantime or swept under the rug or ignored or whatever. Um, and it's, it's just, it's not even about like just getting out of the league. It's, 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 it needs to be much more significant than that because it's just, it's, I mean, it's horrible. Man. It's absolutely horrible. You know, what's interesting is, for as much as we make fun of the galaxy and how much of a of a dumpster fire they are at times with some of their decision making and the team they're trying to build and their lack of success despite being the most successful club in MLS history, I really appreciated what they did with Alexander Katai. You know, his wife makes a racial slur. There's they did a little bit of negation. Guy's gone. They just ship him out. Taxi Fontas for me should have done the same thing. And this is DC United's only other problem. There was a there was a photo of their head trainer during the All Star game and he was making a, a sign with his hand during the photo that represents white supremacy, supremacy. And uh, I'm like, what's going on in DC United, by the way. So, so yeah, this is, this is some heavy stuff. What's interesting is, and what I find interesting is that taxi Fontas, let's use him as an example, Alexander Katai. These are guys that have traveled the world and played this game. And I think when you start to travel, at least from my experience, Heath, you start to be more empathetic to the world around you and you understand that what's awesome about this game in particular is that it brings people together and that you can be any shape or size. You can have any cultural beliefs. You can have any shade of skin color, but all of that is so secondary to, Hey, can you play? Cause if you're good, I want you on my team. Like it, it's, that's what's so awesome. It's so unifying that we can leave all this, superficial crap that doesn't really matter we can look at each other as proper human beings and through sport and through this particular sport we can find common ground and that common ground usually makes all the superficial stuff go away like it it doesn't matter what you what you look like it's like you find out who people are when they play do they work hard are they willing to fight for you are they willing to and and you the same 
Like these are the, the these are the qualities that I think should be valued in a human being. Instead, we look at stuff that ultimately doesn't, and 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 then we start to judge each other based on that, and it's ridiculous. And so, uh, yeah. No, I think anyway. I just yeah, like, no, it's, I, so, I, it's so frustrating that in 2023, no, look, I think Jimmy, just from a, a a contextual standpoint, globally, right? The history of the game was founded on. Um, socioeconomic social circles that existed some of those rooted in fascism racism and you know all of the bad isms that exist in the world right and the idea of the sport being this thing that brought people together was exactly that right one it it gave people the opportunity to travel and see different perspectives and then on the field major league soccer being the most diverse league in the world an opportunity I can't remember what the amount of countries that it represents, but an opportunity to one represent the country you're from, the your the the name on the back of your shirt uh, as a whole, but but more than anything, immerse yourself and learn and grow and be an example elsewhere. Um, because uh, you know, I have this argument with people a lot of soccer being the most progressive sport, but a lot of people will argue in other parts of the world it's not. Right. It's, right. it's not the progressive sport. Well, there's it a is, lot of a lot of is, tribalism, is, of course. Is, too, yeah, right? a lot of tribalism, and there's a lot of nationalism. Um, that exists in, in other parts of the, of the world. But the goal collectively is to sort of share and whatever. And that doesn't excuse like somebody come in and being like, well, this is where I come from and what we think. Like there, I think there's enough information out there that people are thinking for themselves. You know, we're not talking about an era where you're only receiving bits of information that are controlled by, you know, a specific uh, population or a specific message. And so I think it's just wildly unacceptable. It's horrible. It's disgusting. The idea that it's like a repeat thing, you're kind of just like, or or allegedly a repeat thing. You're like, this is insane. It's just insane. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so disappointed in so many different ways. And and I know there are. I've had a chance. I played in Eastern Europe in particular, uh, with in Poland, for for Lech Poznan, and there was, there was some obvious racism going on. Uh, we didn't see a lot of black players in particular in in that league and 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 so there would you would hear monkey chants you would hear you know or and I, well I should say this and I think I've told this story before Salt Lake City MLS I had a teammate that had a banana thrown at him when he was warming up and I still and I was captain and I didn't find out about it until afterwards and I and I, I have a lot of regret around it because I didn't I didn't fully, you know, you after a game, <clears throat> this is this is my validation, I guess, to make me feel okay. But after a game, you're still kind of caught up in the result. So I think we we drew, or I I, I think I made a mistake. We gave up a goal. I think Jason Christ scored or something. And that sounds right. And I was kind of in my feelings at that point, you know, and, and pissed off because we didn't get a result. And I think maybe we did well enough to do it and whatever. And I then caught wind afterwards that one of my teammates had this banana thrown at him and I was hot. I was hot, but, but, and, and I felt like I'd said everything to him in the right way at that time. And I wish he would have said something before, but now I didn't take that extra step Heath to ask him how he's feeling as a human being. Like I, I, and not that I made it about me. Everybody was upset in the locker room when they found out, but I remember going to our coach and saying, Hey, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to say something to Salt Lake? You know? And I, I didn't follow through on that. And I wish I had gone to the press and said, "Hey, this happened, and this is unacceptable." And I and and I didn't follow up with my teammate later to say, "Hey, how are you doing as a human?" That's something I think I would never forget. If somebody did that to me, I don't think I would have forgot that. Like you look back at your playing career, and that's a moment you'll always remember. And it's just to demean you and dismiss you and make you feel less than. And and it's so God, it's so frustrating. And so I. I I, I, I use Poland as an example of, of seeing some some open racism, but it was happening maybe a little bit more quietly, even though that feels like you're throwing something at somebody that makes it pretty obvious where you stand. I, I, there's some questions here from one of our uh, loyal listeners, and we appreciate these, uh, at DHA Troitz at, uh, on the Twitter, and he says, can the people who created this MLS investigation policy be highlighted and put on the spot, interview or not? And I, th I like this question because right now when DC United makes a statement, when MLS makes a statement, when any of these organizations make a statement, it's all faceless. It would be 
quite awesome, in my humble opinion, to see somebody come out and and be outside of Don Garber, uh, maybe if it's a representative of DC United, really step up. Wayne Rooney, I know that there are talking points. Kind of get away from the talking points. Show it with some action. What does that mean? What are you going to do to follow through? And, and that's where I wish I would have been a little bit better because his, his other question is, can Heath and me talk about fighting racism as white people? And, and the follow through, I think, is super important because we do a lot of positive lip service, but what's happening either in front of the quote unquote in front of the camera or what's happening off camera when 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 it really matters in, in these little things and, and making sure that everybody feels human in this moment and and are supported in a meaningful way yeah absolutely uh i mean it, it can't just be um lip, lip service it can't just be like you know the way that you're raised to like turn the other cheek and those types of things uh it does require a stand it does require a face to it does require humanizing it does require working through it i actually thought you know the league has 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 done some um uh good attempts instead of uh, ostracizing and and casting away people who make mistakes of, of of an attempt to humanize and rehabilitate um and hearing some of those things from major league soccer this year and some of the decisions they've made as they've tried to improve, I think have actually been um, extremely helpful in humanizing processes, right? Um, in the world that we're in, it's a very difficult um, place that we're in with the way that information gets shared. So, um, but yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. I don't know if there's a question to be answered there. I, I'm just, I'm just frustrated. And you're right. I, I have seen some progress from an MLS perspective. I think you know, the black players for change, um, what Jeremy Obobese is doing, even though he got subjected or was close in, in an area from Dante Van Zier from the Red Bulls. It just feels like this isn't going away anytime soon. And and maybe maybe the progress is going to be a lot slower than I would hope, given all the things that I've mentioned in terms of well, just Jimmy, being around it, the game. Like, that, it, by the way, it, like when I go back to the athletic trainer and the, and the hand that he made, very clear, very obvious – you just go, well, what is that person saying to people in a training room every day? What 17 and 18-year-old kid is he spending time with that he is either spewing stuff or hiding, which I would doubt he is if he has the opportunity like that to do something and he did. Um, like he's spending his time a, a, amongst young people, young professionals with an opportunity to be you know, a privilege in a position of power um, to abuse that. It makes me wonder like, did this just come up for the very first time and he decided this is my chance? Um, or has there been a history of behavior that people didn't know how to, you know, either for, for, for their rights or, or whatever um, they're believing that something like that could pop up and be like, man, that came out of nowhere. I just, it's hard for me to believe. Yeah. He got fired. So there was some swift action with regard to him. But uh, I wonder what that that looks like. And I assume that guy's going to sue them for whatever. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that or we won't because I'm so hot about this idiot. Uh, but yeah, you know what? We will keep you posted. We'll try to figure out what's happening there. All right. We're going to take our second and last break of In Soccer We Trust. I'm hot right now, but uh, thankfully I have a beautiful sunrise behind me, which is trying to make me feel a little bit better, Heath Pierce. And then we'll talk about Tyler Adams because... Some big news. He might not be healthy to start the Premier League season. Well, actually, he's in the championship right now. So we'll uh, get into that right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, 
eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jimmy, what's up? Another, another one for people watching this video, like another what sort of nice branding package from Morning Footy. Bright, morning-like. It actually looks the colors of your backdrop of the sun rising right now. I felt that like morning warmth, cup of coffee warmth uh, from that one. Yeah, for everybody that can see over my right shoulder is the Sydney Opera House. So it's all happening here. Yeah, a little, you can kind of make the outline of it right there. But it's there. It's hanging out. I've got a pretty good view here in Sydney, Australia. I'm not going to lie. All right, Heath. Yeah, shout out to Morning Footy. The new graphics and attacking third looking super clean. Oh, we got box to box on the Glossa channel as well. Make sure you tune in there and make it happen. You can catch it all for free on Pluto TV, but you can catch it everywhere else. CBS Sports, CBS Sports app, Paramount Plus. It's all happening for you. So go over to the Galasso channel. Okay, Tyler Adams, Heath Pierce. Apparently, his new coach at Leeds, Daniel Farka, saying that he won't be fit to start the season and he could be out until after September's international break. Tyler had hamstring surgery in March to give everybody a reminder. Now, Tyler, since his manager said this, has posted a story on Instagram saying be back soon and it's him in motion running. And I wonder if that was important for him to put out because there are, there is interest from current Premier League teams, including West Ham that want to sign him. This is not good news for Tyler Adams, Heath Pierce. Yeah, it's actually not good at all because we no. want him. We wanted him out of there. We know the cost it would take and, and you know, Anytime you stay longer in an environment you can't control, um, I think the back soon thing helps. You know, he's doing some laps. It does for sure. Certainly, yeah, we can see him here running back and forth. Yeah, I'll tell you though, hamstrings are a tricky one. Once I did my ham, a big hamstring, it became a hamstring once a year. Um, and that's not to say that happens to everybody, but um, as you run up the miles on your body, um, the hamstrings are certainly a, a muscular uh, group that you don't want to get into we a little bit. We don't of need one tip. more US US men's national team players being injury prone. But you know what, Jimmy? I got I got to say the biggest players arena. <laughs> this is where where you talk about critical mass. I mean, when you talk about a national team, you and the best ones in the world, they do experience just as much injury as we do to their stars and big players throughout their career, but you have to have a pool big enough that um you don't put all of your expectations into a few guys to be the ones that are going to end up being the very very best or healthy all the time and if you go back to our last three, four years, we very rarely put out 11. Um, probably had 10 uh, going into the Nations League semifinal and final, right, of our best team. Uh, that was the closest we'd ever been, what I felt, to like, oh, yeah, there. And then we're going to spend the next few years kind of tinkering with who we have available and whatnot. So it's unfortunate, but my main thing for him is hopefully come back healthy and then get out of there quick. <laughs> yeah, because the hamstrings aren't going to feel any better when he's chasing the game all the yeah. time. Well, I guess the championship games in the championship. Though, yeah, yeah, that's true. Hamstring. Championship, maybe Leeds can have more of the ball, but uh, it's still going to be a fight. Not that it wouldn't be anywhere else that he goes. But I wonder how what that what does that mean then? Because we're talking about his club career. What do you think that means for his national team when we think about or our national team, as it, I should say? Greg brings him back into the fold. I don't think there's going to be any rush to bring him back for Uzbekistan and Oman, but uh, there's some bigger friendlies a little bit later of, in the year when we play Germany and Ghana, which I do want to see him back for. So he's going to give, I guess, another opportunity to some other players to, or Yunus Musa once again, and slash Weston McKinney to hold down that spot as we try to figure out the depth. Maybe it's not the worst thing ever, especially against no. those two weaker, quote unquote, weaker opponents. To, to continue to tinker a little bit. I don't know what your your thoughts on... on uh, there's a positive like way that. to spin this. I'm doing my best, but uh, maybe I think the, otherwise. I think the positive way to spin this, Jimmy, is that we would have gone to Kellen Acosta before or another like-ish version of Tyler Adams, just not as good. And Kellen Acosta has done some great things for the national team and put in an incredible shift over the last you know decade with the national team or however long it's been. But now it's an opportunity to think differently, right? And go with something different. And I think that we did that in the Nations League. And it's an opportunity, if Tyler Adams is not available, for us to just think a little bit differently and almost test our own theories as fans to say, you know, we, we spent a lot of time last year, Jimmy, putting Tyler Adams as like one, two, or three in our lineup, right? 
And I'm not saying he's not when he's fit and healthy, but it is an opportunity for somebody else in a different way of thinking, a different way of playing that might make us better because we said MMA. MMA ended up being quite a big limitation for us in terms of our connectivity between the back and the front uh, of the field. We're serviceable in a lot of ways, industrious in, 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 in every way, but in terms of things that we wanted in terms of being a more attacking team now that we have Florin Balogun, might be a different way of thinking and force our hands like it did in the Nations League to put other players on the field than saying, well, I'm going to go with a a version of that position that's not as good or close to as good and hope for hope for the best or 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 just make do. Let's think differently and play with a different type of player in that spot. Could you imagine a world where Tyler Adams is an automatic starter for our men's national team? I'd be like, hey, you know, we've actually kind of not necessarily moved on from you, but we figured out a way to have success without you. That that hey. obviously that's the risk hey. for any player. It's but it's gotta I, be I, Musa McKinney or Adams is not a starter in our national team I, moving forward when the team is healthy. Unfortunate, but that's well, that's no, a yeah, great I, obviously, no, I know it's a great problem to have, and it speaks to the depth that we have, and and. Uh, that's exciting, but yes, that's quite a conundrum for Greg Berhalter and his coaching staff. Not my problem. Mayor, yeah, it's not our problem. We just get to sit here and crack on the decisions yeah. you make. But if you make, make a mistake, yeah. We're all over right. you. Yeah, we're all, exactly. Yeah. We're in a position of power. Let's go. All right, another big uh, news, I guess somewhat, this is more indirect, but Juventus have reportedly reached an agreement to sign Franck Kessier on loan with a mandatory purchase clause. And why this is important is because Franck Kessier, though not like for like with Weston McKinney, is a central midfielder, sits a little bit more than uh, I think Weston does. Weston likes to maraud forward uh, and and uh, I think better on set pieces. And, and I do think he has some elements of his game that are better than Kessier. But Kessier, very, very good in, in tight areas. Um, I, I like his game too. And, and anywhere he goes, he seems to elevate the team's. So this is an interesting signing because I think it doesn't bode well, Heath, for Weston's future at Juve. But every time we kind of doubt this guy, he seems to step up. And I think he likes and almost thrives when people discount him. So so I'm hoping that this happens again because that's the best version of Weston, but, uh, or at least it seems that way. What, what are your thoughts on Kessier coming to Juve? Uh, man. It's competition. I mean, look, I, I I still go back to Weston, and and I've he's maybe what I feel leveled or plateaued a little bit in terms of my where I think he could go in the next couple of months in this type of environment. But I go back to the beginning of him going to Juventus, and, and when you looked at the depth of the squad, he was nowhere near being a starter, and he started the majority of the games in his first season, being in a, in a number of positions, whether that's a little bit deeper at a, at a wing back position, as as a as a, a higher up eight a little bit connected to the forwards, and he started to show a little bit of his ability to combine going forward. And so if there's one thing that I've seen and what's going to make our players great is their ability to compete for spots and their ability to to um, almost chip on the shoulder American mentality, fight their way through difficult times. Not a great sign, uh, but that's what's going to that's what's going to prove the type of player that he is. And he's continued to do that a number of times throughout his career up to this point. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, and obviously, to your point, I, I think <laughs> when you when you strip everything away, competition is what you need to reach your ceiling or to reach your potential. And it's and if you're at one of the big clubs, it's just going to be like that, and it should be like that every single day. You step on the field to practice. There should be no guarantees that you're the guy, and so you keep that edge, that that mental edge of hey, I got to show up and 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 be good today. I need to be sharp today because if I'm not, the coaching staff might start to look at me a little bit different or if I'm not bringing my A game. Now, of course, there are some players that are going to have that luxury to be crap at training and will start no matter what. There's always a couple of those per team, even the big clubs. But for the ones that are still fighting for that 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 respect, maybe they get a run of games, but you got to be good in those run of games. I didn't necessarily handle that well. Well, I look more at my college experience. I played for Ziggy Schmidt at UCLA. And he was notorious for, I'm going to give you three games and you're going to prove to me and show me what you can do in those three games. Mm -hmm. Now there, there is some room to make a mistake in those three games, but man, when you make a mistake in those three games, you're not going to see the field for the next six. Right. And so Ziggy had a bit of a professional mentality towards how he was developing us at UCLA, but uh, it definitely prepared me for the harsh realities at times when I became a pro myself. And so I was pissed at him at the time and still maybe harbor some resentment because I didn't feel like I always played that bad, but uh, 
but it did make me better and ready to go uh, once I did hit the pro ranks. And that that nobody cares about your feelings when you get to the pros. So <laughs> yeah. it, there's an element of like, okay, we want to make sure you're in a, a decent spot so that you're you know vibrant and ready to go, you know, off the fields. But yeah, feelings become a little bit more secondary. And I think there's probably a big conversation to be had about if you were better and being in tune with your players' feelings, you're probably going to get more out of them. True. And some coaches are good at that, but. But yeah, we could probably get some people to come in and, and talk about that a little bit more. Well, that was we. I talked a lot, maybe because Chuck wasn't here, Heath. But um, yeah, it's okay. I feel, I feel a breath. little chatty today. Yeah, I went I for a chatty. jog today and I was a little out of breath, so I'm good to just um, whatever. But Jimmy, I got a random question for you. Do you think Dude. that the uh, messy moment uh, ranks were the best U.S. soccer moment? Um, at least in, best in U.S. In, soccer moment. I, yeah. I from 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 the men's side. Let's say from the U.S. I think I think Landon Donovan's goal against Algeria is probably my number one. I mean, there mm-hmm. was so many people that were tuned in and were watching, and the, you know the celebration video of all the bars around the country. I think that was really really impactful for the for the men's game. The women have been doing it consistently forever. So obviously, some of the famous celebrations from Alex Morgan's tea sipping to Megan Rapinoe doing her her pose after scoring in the Women's World Cup in 2019. Backing that up after winning it in 15, uh, I thought was really important for the women's game and and continues to be important for the women's game. So those feel like bigger, bigger moments. I mean, Carly Lloyd scoring a hat-trick in a World Cup final against Japan in 15. Like those, those are pretty iconic and, and specific to the U.S. But but when I think about Messi or, or a, a moment in MLS... I think because there were so many eyes on him, for him to step up in that moment, it's going to be in the conversation. I don't know. I'd have to probably sit with that yeah. a little bit. Zlatan's moment was insane, too. His goal Zlatan's actually, on. you're that right. Was, that was I just wild. don't know if it, as many people were watching. And, yeah, they, and, they weren't. For sure they weren't. But like the but messy they, they one. They caught the highlight afterwards. Yeah, they caught the highlight. But like the messy one, just at that moment where you just go, yeah, but he's 36 and he's going to come to my right, 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 right. nose. And then you yeah, just right. see him just like, thank you was unbelievable. But actually I think we have a video to roll real quick from producer Alex um, okay. of, of uh, a good moment. Let's roll it. <laughs> this is my moment. I mean, I love it. My goal against Mexico, Jimmy scoring in Mexico undefeated. The short hair first goes up and hugs Landon Donovan. No I mean, idea. What I didn't to even do need to jump. Celebrating. Just well, I didn't know of... what to do with my hands. I didn't know what to do with my hands after I celebrated. Now, now the story though is that I went up to Landon because we talked about it at halftime that he was chunking his set pieces in the first half, couldn't get it over the first guy, and I'm like, hey man, I'm running 60 yards to come up here, and I have to be the first one back. Can you just put one in the mixer? Yeah. And so at halftime, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That was the first set piece in the second half. Really? So when he finally puts one in the mixer and I score, I was almost like, I told you so. It and is. I was so excited that that I had scored, obviously, against our biggest rival. That that's yeah, you're right. For me personally, that's my biggest idea. Moment. I do love the idea of like this hallmark moment that you see in these like high school sports movies where you stop by the big star and you're like, just put it in the box. I got you, man. I got you on this one. <laughs> you know? I, but that's I, mean, did- I got you. We, we it's well that was what's funny about it is he finally put one in a decent spot that I could attack and, and it all worked out. But we did have that conversation. Rico. <laughs> yeah. There was no dramatic <laughs> extra extra attached to it for, for Hollywood purposes. I got that feeling. I got that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay, that's definitely up there. And I appreciate you guys rolling the clip. It is uh at this point, I've brainwashed everybody to know that I've done that. So I, man, I appreciate you guys furthering 80s, the legend. 80s, 80s international football <laughs> is wild. I got to say, man. I, gotta say, man. I absolutely love it. Was, you know what? There's no better way to end the show. Yeah. So it is done. Thank you for listening and watching In Soccer We Trust. As always, we really appreciate your support. So on behalf of Producer Daz, Producer Alex, I guess Chuck, Keith, and myself, we really appreciate everything that you do for us. And we can't wait to come to you again on Thursday, 4 p.m., Eastern is when it's all kicking off, so we will see you then. Have a great couple days, and let's go women's national team. You got this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 